this is Prophecy Now. I'm Liberty, your host from Spirit Move Ministry. Let's just jump in and talk about times and seasons, prophecy, everything that God's doing right now, and what we need to be preparing for. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, this is Liberty from Prophecy Now and Spirit Move Ministries. It's awesome to have you listening here on Prophecy Now podcast. I would like to remind you of our Dream Talks deal that we have going on right now. I have an eight-session Dream Talks e-course that I have for sale through spiritmoveministry.co. You have received the first session for free here on Prophecy Now. I would like to offer two coupon codes for those who are Prophecy Now listeners. The first coupon code is PROPHECY10 with a capital P. This will be 10% off either Session 1 or Session 2, basically Dream Talks 1 or Dream Talks 2. Each have four sessions. Or you can bundle it and use the coupon code PROPHECY15 to receive 15% off the bundle of Dream Talks 1 and 2. I hope that you guys will take advantage of these discounts and be blessed by the e-course. And it's awesome to have you as a listener to our Prophecy Now podcast. Uh, uh, C. Peter Wagner, uh, many, many, many of the 
great leaders, Rick Joyner, they came and helped us because we were literally overrun by the Holy Ghost and people. And over 210 countries actually registered to come. And uh, anyway, the book, The Lake on Mount Corning, we've got it back there on Liberty's table. Uh, and uh, Robert, I'd like to give you a copy of that. And if you'll remind me, I'll, I'll give a copy to Patricia. I don't know that uh, she's got a copy of it. But it's got 37 full-color pictures in it, so you'll get to see. Uh, did anybody get a chance to go to one of the meetings? I know Elsie and Johnny did. Anybody else get a chance to go? Well, you can see uh, what it looks like. They have 10,000 people just swarm the place. And when I say swarm, I mean literally swarm, lining up uh, four, five, six hours ahead of time to get in, to get a seat. It's, uh, it's, an, a, very, it's a very amazing thing to see. And uh, it was just tremendous. God TV came in, and they estimate that we had 40 million viewers every day. Those are Super Bowl numbers. So that'll give you an idea. And uh, we started out with just camera in the back, just like this one here, just on a wide shot, showing the stage. And literally within two or three days, we had one and a half million viewers. Uh, and, and it was just crazy uh, how it took off. So uh, if you want to read that story, uh, it's a fascinating, powerful story. Well, it was about uh, June of 2020, and I probably don't have the facts uh, in detail because uh, whenever you're an eyewitness of an account, you understand that other people see it from a different perspective. Uh, they have a different vantage point. So I'm going to tell you from my vantage point, and just to be sure that I was at least close to what happened and understanding, I went back um, partly on Wednesday and partly yesterday. I went back and reviewed uh, the over 20-plus Visions that have now come forth from Apostle Liberty over the state of Florida. I think there's there's many more, but I, I reviewed about 20 of them, and um, it's amazing because <clears throat> the visions actually started in Arizona. She was pastoring in Arizona, wasn't thinking about Florida, <clears throat> and God began to speak to her about Florida. Then. The Lord sent her to Fort Worth, Texas, and the visions just increased and kept coming and kept coming. And, and now here she is in Florida. She lives here now in Florida. And uh, I, I noticed there were so many changes uh, throughout all the visions, uh, something like a dozen different hairstyles and things of that nature. Uh, <coughs> but that was just a little but uh, just it, it's powerful to see the progression that started in the middle of 2020, and now here we are on Rosh Hashanah. Uh, it, it's just amazing to see what has taken place. Now, the thing that caught our attention is I have a, a team of intercessors. We meet every Tuesday morning, 10 a.m., and we 
gather together and we pray, we intercede, and we share, you know, what God has been showing us, what are we hearing in the Holy Ghost. And our intercessors started telling me about this strange prophet on YouTube that's talking about this huge storm that's about to hit Florida. So everybody's, you know, our ears perked up a little bit. And uh, we started watching and listening, and it was probably January-ish of 2021 when I really started listening and watching the videos. They had been, my intercessors had been watching the videos for several months. We've been praying into some of the things. But one of the things that kind of caught our attention was this prophecy about a huge storm that was about to hit Florida. And what was unique about it was in the beginning, it was my understanding that Liberty didn't know what it meant. Um, and how many of you ever had a prophetic dream and you didn't know what it meant? And so she's praying into this, okay, is this bad? You know, what's going to happen? Why am I getting this dream? I'm in Arizona. What's going on? And, and here's what I wanted to show you. And I'm not a, I would not consider myself an expert, but I would say I'm very knowledgeable about the prophetic. But a prophetic person if you, uh, do we have like a prayer cloth, drop cloth kind of thing, something like that? Um, oh, yeah, yeah just uh, grab me one, I'll show you. A prophetic person, whether they're functioning in the ministry of a prophet or, or just as an intercessor, you get a prophetic dream. How many of you ever gotten a prophetic dream or a prophetic word, maybe you were in your time of intercession? And here's what happens. Just any time this year is fine. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm yeah, it's so short-lived. I understand. All right. All of us in our normal everyday life, we have a wall called time. And, and we really can't see what's on the other side
or thousands of years away. Case in point, most of your Old Testament prophets never got to see the fulfillment of what they were seeing on the other side of the wall. Am I communicating? Yeah. Okay. Now, you have to, I have to receive the prophetic word by faith. Not always understanding. And the irony is that sometimes we think we understand when in fact we really don't have a clue. Because the scripture says, eyes have not seen, ears not heard. It's never even crossed your mind what God is about to do. So we think we know. We prophesy in part. We see through a glass darkly. But we don't know 100% sure 99.99% of the time. On rare occasions, God shows us something that's so specific, it's, it's, it's actually scary. Now, as I'm presenting this to you today, this is what I felt like the Holy Spirit told me to tell you, okay? This is not going to be a sermon. It's not going to be just a sharing. But this is going to be a declaration into your life, into the very atmosphere. And literally, what I want you to do is capture it as if I was prophesying. Well, I am going to be prophesying it to you. Just like if a preacher takes a scripture that was written hundreds or thousands of years ago, and he reads it to you, and he says, this is for right now, you receive it. Well, that's what I'm about to do with the prophetic words that God gave to Liberty over the last two and a half years. And I'm going to declare them. And what I'm about to share with you, I believe personally, is foundational for Rosh Hashanah because that's what this whole weekend means is the head of the year. This is... For us, we're declaring it to be the head of the year. Now, you can talk to about five different uh, Hebrew Messianic believers, and there are going to be five different definitions of Rosh Hashanah. <laughs> I'll just tell you that. But there are some things that we have decided we're going to celebrate as the head of the year. We've made that decision. So as a group, of prophetic people, we are making that decision. This is the head of the year, and we are declaring this to be like a New Year's Eve service that starts on Friday night, or actually Friday afternoon, but we declare it to begin right now, and we're going to carry it through Saturday night. And interestingly, I was scheduled to speak at a church next week, and something happened on the calendar, and they said, would you mind coming on the 17th? And I said, absolutely, let's do it. Because Sunday morning, I'm going to get to preach on Rosh Hashanah again. So I've got all three days coming. Glory to heaven. All right, now, as 
was in a boat not far from that falling iceberg. And if any of you have ever watched National Geographic or different channels like that, you know that it literally creates huge waves, sometimes even almost like tsunami-type waves or tidal waves. It, it, you can have water as smooth as glass, but when that iceberg hits, it creates waves. It indicates that something big is about to happen. Now, this was in the summer and fall of 2020, and we went into COVID, we went into all of the lockdowns, we went into all of these different kinds of things. But here was what was unique about the vision, is she's looking around the boat, and nobody's Yeah. 
so here we were. That hurricane was supposed to hit this weekend. Did you know that? It was supposed to hit starting yesterday. And, and we would have been in the middle of it when it came. And of course, we couldn't have even had this meeting had that storm hit. Because everything would have been shut down and locked down. Now, the storm was coming to force or to shake whatever has been holding back the harvest. Further visions began. More storms coming all across Florida. And then our eyes were open that it wasn't just for Florida. That it was to go across the United States. And then it was going to go to the nations. And I'm going, wow, this is right up my alley. This is, I like this. I like this. So that's when we developed the whole concept of the Florida Glory Storm. Right before we had the event in the fall of October, uh, in October of 2021, she began to see fire now mixed with rain. And the fire is coming, and the, there was fire hitting the ground. But again, it wasn't destructive to us. It wasn't destructive to the hand of God. It was destructive to evil strongholds. And again, more clarity is coming. We're praying into it. We're praying into the visions. She's praying into the visions. And she began to see water begin to just bubble up out of the ground. Perhaps maybe like what uh, Noah experienced. Because not only did the rainfall, the water, artesian water begin to just come up through the, the ground. And she began to see these, this bubbling water coming up out of the ground. And soon the entire state of Florida was underwater. Now see, when you say things like that, you begin to think, oh, that's destructive. That's that's not good. That's not, that's not a good thing. And yet it was because, and it is because, the understanding came that this glory, this water was the glory of God that's going to cover all the earth. The Bible says His glory will cover the earth. So then she's beginning to see that Florida is not just on God's mind, but that Florida was a strategic place where God was going to release his glory. Now think about this. I don't know what you know about Florida, but Lakeland, Florida, my hometown, my home church in 1993 was ground zero, zero for Rodney Howard Brown and the great revivals that spread all over the world. 93, Launched into 94 up in Toronto, Canada with uh, Randy Clark. And then out of the 93 meeting came Pensacola with John Kilpatrick and Steve Hill. All of them came out of my church, out of Lakeland, Florida. We were ground zero for all, uh, for both of those revivals, and we didn't know for many years. But Steve, or, or yeah, Steve Gray, out in the Kansas City, the Cornfield Revival, he was touched by what had happened in Lakeland. Chaon in Pasadena was touched. Bill Johnson in Bethel. All of these great places. Out of that 93 outgoing, Australia with Hillsong. How many remember that song? Shout to the 
south, east, and west within just a few miles. Orlando is actually a little bit over to the uh, eastern side, but Lakeland is almost dead center. And so here comes another outpoint, and then here comes Apostle Liberty from Arizona by way of Texas telling us there's another storm coming that's going to make all previous revivals pale in comparison. And we're going, this is just too good to be true. This is just, I mean, this is far out. This is exceedingly abundantly far over and above all that we could ever ask or think. Just love Jesus. <laughs> Amen? Well, soon, Florida is flooded, and the flood goes out all over America and on into the nations. And then the Holy Spirit began a reminder of previous visions that she had had for years past, where she was in some kind of a boat and some kind of a storm, and they had to put down an anchor so that they would not go and crash into the shore. And of course, who is our anchor? It's Christ. Christ is our anchor. And again, the words came, don't fear what you're going to see. Don't fear what you're going to feel. Don't fear what is happening literally all around you. Now, how many have ever been through a hurricane here in Florida? How many have ever told just about well, you know what it's like. You can be standing there looking at your front window and watching palm trees fly by. Uh, or even people. <laughs> How many see people blown over? If you watch the weather channel, you see people blown over. And yet you're protected because you're inside. Just tell your neighbor right now, we're inside. I'm not just talking about a building, but we are in Christ, and we are protected, and we don't have to fear. Uh, in our, she started to tell you in the Tampa meeting that we had, she didn't get finished with it. But in that Tampa meeting, the opening meeting, I was supposed to speak, and through a series of just absolutely weird, twisted text messages, how did that happen? We still haven't figured it out. I thought that she had shifted me from Friday afternoon to Saturday morning. Or not even at all. Just wanted me to show up. And so I'm sitting in my home. I'm eating lunch knowing I'm going to be about an hour late to the start of the meeting because I was just exhausted and I was just trying to get ready for the meeting. And she calls me and says, where are we? <laughs> and I said, I, I, I thought we were And so she had to jump up and start the meeting. And she went up 15 minutes and lightning hits the building, burns out the entire PA system, the lighting system, and she had to preach the whole time in the dark. And I said, praise God. I'm glad it was late. No, 
more ways. You better, you better buckle up. Come on. Brace yourself. You've got to be prepared. The boat's going to rock. But no fear. No fear. There's going to be a shaking. There, there may be hurt and pain. It, it may break your heart. What is happening to you or to others around you? And it may scare you. How many have ever been in a Florida storm where you got a little scared? I mean, the lightning came a little close. I had lightning hit right in my backyard. I happened to be standing looking out the window, saw it come right down and hit a palm tree about 50 feet from my back door. How many have ever been close to lightning like that? Did you know we are in the lightning capital of the world? The, the I-4 corridor between Orlando and Tampa is the lightning capital of the world. More lightning strikes every year than any place else. So you can be shaken physically, emotionally, or spiritually, but you've got to just tighten your safety belt. Come on, just tighten your safety belt right now. Prepare for shopping off. We see that even for this weekend. You've got to understand, it can happen at any time. It can happen during a song. It can happen while somebody's speaking. It can happen to you in a restaurant. Yeah. It can happen to you up in your hotel room. I was in my hotel room up in Chicago doing a conference, and I was so disappointed. It was the final day of the conference. And, and I was expecting to speak that night, and I'll be honest with you, I'd come to the conference, and I was weak, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. I was real close to burnout. I had nothing to give, nothing. And I was going to be speaking on the big closing night. And I'm, I'm, I'm sitting in my bed with my laptop. I, every sermon was like I had baby power in my mouth. I mean, nothing tasted good. Nothing looked good. And I'm sitting there and saying, God, my, my friend, the apostle that's invited me to speak, he's got a lot of faith in me. And the people that travel a long distance to come, and I got nothing. And I even whined a little bit. I mean, has anybody whined when you pray? You know, like it's, it's not there. You put me in this situation. You can give me something a little, just two or three words. And I was finding a little bit, and all of a sudden, sitting in my bed, I saw in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, come right through the door. I saw the Holy Spirit. I knew it was the Holy Spirit. I soon it was. I didn't physically see anything, but it was like it came this fast, right up to me, and he didn't stop. Boom! He hits my body from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet, and I was totally undone. I'm telling you, I couldn't, I just couldn't move. I couldn't, I was weeping. I literally was drained of physical strength, emotional strength. I was literally like I was a run-out disrag for about 30 minutes. And all of a sudden, I look 
look for the harassment. We don't look for the detours and the obstacles, but we're prepared for them. In the unlikely event of turbulence, keep your safety belt buckled. I was just, I just got off on a United flight coming back from Africa. A United flight yesterday dropped 28,000 feet over a five and a half, six minute period of time. Can you believe that? 28,000 feet just drops out of the sky. You don't know what is going to happen at any time. But we don't God's got this. Matter of fact, when I was on the flight coming back from Africa on the United flight, I noticed this lady was sitting right at the other end of the seat, nobody in between us, thank God. And just had to, was able to spread out a little bit, you know. And uh, I, I could tell the lady was afraid. She was holding on the seat. And I said, ma'am, uh, you don't need to be afraid. She looked at me like, how do you know I'm afraid? I said, I, I, I can tell you're a little tense about this trip. But I said, I want to tell you something. I'm a man of God. I'm an apostle of the nations. God has sent me all over the world. Plus, you're on this plane with about 50 preachers. This plane ain't going down. <laughs> I have to say your destiny. You think your 
called to do this, and he has you do that. The Lord had called me to be a minister since I was 12 years of age. But I went through all kinds of transitions. I went through the music industry, then I got into the radio, then I got into television, and, and then I got, I literally went from behind the camera to in front of the camera in a two-week period of time, and I've never looked back. And now I've been around the world 27 times, been to the Philippines alone 35 times, and just got back from Africa for the fourth time in 14 months. My whole life got changed. Everything just got picked up and moved. And every time the change happened, it happened almost abruptly. Almost. There was very little preparation time. Less than, I, I, I have to go back and look at everything that happened. But it was less than 30 days every single time. In a 30-day period of time, Everything just shifted. And oftentimes, literally, minutes. Just minutes. I'll give you one example. I was standing out in front of Olive Garden. Some people call it Garlic Garden. And I was standing out in front of Olive Garden with this little known evangelist, just kind of a wannabe evangelist, right in her ground. And, uh, and we had been talking about the great things God had been doing in our church. We had been there with us now some 15 weeks, something like that. And we had one more week to go. And he just turns to me all of a sudden and says, uh, why don't you come and travel with me? I said, what are you talking about? You want me to be your television producer? Because up until that moment, I was a television producer. I helped him produce his very first Chronicles of Revival. He flew me out to Alaska. We had videotaped the great Mendenhall Glacier. I was his very first television producer. And he said, no, we'll get somebody else to do that. I just want you to come and be my assistant. I didn't even know what that meant. I said, Rodney, I, I told him that. I said, you can't afford me. <laughs> I said, I've got a wife. I've got three kids at that time. I said, Thanks a lot, Ronnie. <laughs> but we got to give it out, but 
he began to sing, he took his eyes off Jesus. That's the challenge that has been coming through all these prophetic words. And the storm is going to have many different kinds of expressions. Again, back to the principle of what you experience in the storm is going to be different than what you experience in the storm. We're all going to have different challenges. For one, it might be a financial challenge. For another, he may tell you to pick up and move to Texas. You get all set up in Texas and God says, nah, this is just a pit stop. I want you to really go to Orlando to Florida. I mean, can you imagine Apostle Liberty, and it wasn't just her and her immediate family, it's all of these youngins that she's gathered around her. All of these extra families, I mean, I don't know, 15 families, something like that, I don't know how many. A lot of them. And she's had a lot of kids. I, now, don't you tell them anybody, okay, this is just our whole city. She's And she's got all these youngins, and she says, well, God's coast, move to Texas, and they're all gone. I say, what? They've got jobs, they've got roots, they've got friends. And they move to Texas. They get all settled in. Get the kids, you know, all organized and, and homes purchased or rented. And then she says, well, God's told me to go to Orlando. And they're thinking, her girls are too tight. Something's wrong with this woman. <clears throat> so you don't know how this storm is going to affect you. You just don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. And then the water is beginning to rise up higher and higher. And soon Florida is covered with this glory. But it's his presence. And, and, and the thing kept coming back. Don't be afraid. Stay buckled up, ready for anything. And go with the glory. So my challenge to you today is to go with the Lord. This whole weekend, purpose, you're going to go with the Lord. When the music starts, jump in. Jump in. You saw me and Robert, we got over there, we're pacing back and forth. We're going to run die, shun die, who shot the calm down, she rode off on the highway. I mean, we were going after it. And that's what you have to do. You have to enter in. Amen. Hold on. Stand strong. That's a theme in the scriptures. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Stand. Have you done all the same? Put on the whole armor of God. His strength is going to be made perfect in your weakness. 
temptation to break rank with what God has assigned you to do. It might be an insecurity. It might be a fear. It could be a relationship. It could be finances. It, it could be your health. I'll tell you, how, how many men would identify with you? You get a cold and it's like, oh Jesus, I need my mom. I, Give me candles soon. If somebody tuck me in and let me sleep this off. I mean, how many men are with me on that? Uh, Elsie is raising her hand for John. Okay, now, you know, I don't handle physical attacks well. It, it frustrates me. But, you know, some of the greatest miracles have happened when I was physically being attacked. Uh, I, was, I was in the Philippines and I don't know how many thousands, maybe five, I'll just say 5,000 plus people out in front of me. And that night we experimented with having an infirmity section. And we had a section over here with probably 100 people in wheelchairs and everything. But these four young men had picked up their mother in a lawn chair, and she was dying, like stage four cancer, skin and bones. They picked her up in a lawn chair and brought her and plopped her right in front of the platform. And Apostle Horvath, he was leaving the meeting that night, but I was still on his feet. And he came running out there, Pastor, Pastor, let's get that study moving. And all of a sudden, without thinking about it, I jumped up and I said, No! Leave her there. And he looked at me and he could see the authority of God on me. And he said, okay, straight said, leave her there. Leave her there. So can you imagine all the worship time, all the testimony time, all the preaching time, I've got a woman, stage four cancer, who's dying and could die during the service, laying in front of the platform. That's a real faith builder, you know? And you know she got up and walked home that night. And all three of the people were taking bus in that kitchen. And here's a part of the story you didn't know. Right before the event, I've been on an African hotel. I did some African crusades. And they take me out on an elephant safari photography safari. And I have bought a brand new camera. I had this brand new camera right around me. And as I was going through the jungles in Ghana, up in the northern region where the elephant safaris were, I climbed up on this termite mound so I could get a better vantage point. And I, I got this awesome picture of my sons that come with me on the trip and they were with the tour guide. You know, the hunter guy, and they're going through the elephant grass, and all of a sudden they disappeared into the jungle. And I realized, oh, I got a And I ran down that hill, and I was about to face plant with my brand new camera. So I grabbed my camera and rolled. But when I rolled, I hit the shoulder, totally separated. The story is long. How God miraculously healed me, but they told me I'd never be 
You can feel the but if you look real close, you can see the bone is still sticking up. And yet there's no pain, no real side effects. I have full mobility with this arm. Come on, give God a praise. Yeah, right there. 
achieving what you knew in your heart you were supposed to be able to do and it hasn't happened for whatever reason. Those doors are not open. And doors to infirmities. America with all of its pharmaceuticals is sick, sick, sick. And now they're finding out a lot of the remedies have been hidden by the pharmaceutical industry to keep us sick. Including that bad thing that just happened to us that we won't talk about because we're on Facebook. They hid the remedies from us to keep us sick. The past fruit, the past fruit that we have had, like the Lakeland Outpouring and the Lakeland Revival and the Brownsville Revival and the Toronto Revival and the Kansas City Revivals, all of those past fruits, the enemy has done everything he can to destroy that fruit. But that fruit is now being relived, re revived. The fruit is being revived. And this time the fruit has fire on it so it cannot be touched by man. Man cannot mess this up. And the fruit is going to be the nation. Come on, somebody. This storm that is upon us right now, and we are literally in a, in a, in a significant way even celebrating that storm by being here this weekend. We're participating in it. That storm is going to impact the nation. How many of you have had opportunity to speak outside of the United States or go on a mission trip or anything? And look at what's just happened to To Pakistan. She's invited me to go. And I said, there ain't no way I'm going to Pakistan. You can get killed. She said, well, I'm going to prayer. You know how she does. And, but I don't have a passion to go there. But I have a passion for Africa, and God sent me there now four times, just just to that one country. And I've been to about a half a dozen of the different countries. I found out Nigeria is the number one place where Christians are being killed, even more than Pakistan. I didn't even know that, and I'm scheduled to go to Nigeria. So. You have to understand God's going to open doors for you that you never thought possible. You, you can go with me on a trip, or you can go with Apostle Liberty on a trip, or we can recommend to you some safe organizations, but you need to get out of the United States. I'm telling you, from your feet hit foreign soil, an anointing comes on you, and you'll feel it. It's different than anything else you've ever felt before. It's an apostolic anointing. Elsie, you want me to go over to the first country you want to me to Nicaragua? And Colombia. She can tell you her life was radically changed when her feet hit that foreign soil. 
one story, Derek, member of our congregation, he was a cell phone salesman. And, and Derek had never, he had never even prayed for anybody. Let's all watch Liberty Walk over there. <laughs> Isn't that funny? We're all like a herd of cows. A bird lands over here and all the cows. <laughs> but Derek was a cell phone salesman. Psalm 91, we 
but he also, in other scriptures, he assigns the angels to help you. You came to this weekend to get some angels assigned to you that are going to help you to accomplish. Now, I don't walk around talking about, well, I got this angel or I got that angel. You know, I, that's not what it's for. But it's having the knowledge that God's got your back. You're not going into this alone. You, you've got the power of the Holy Spirit. You've got the grace of the Heavenly Father. You've got the Lord Jesus Christ rooting you on. But you've also got angels on assignment. Final word here. Wrap it up. No more delays. Here comes the glory. All hail King Jesus. How many remember when, when Liberty got that word from the Lord? All hail King Jesus.